The following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times, just so you know what to look forward to. Unwind. 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 Welcome to the world's rowdiest podcast, where every month we come together to write about good sex and good vibrations. I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and today I'm joined by Sodome Velvet and the Duchess Elizabeth Barrett Boning, and we welcome you to the third episode of Coming Together. The way this works is that the Duchess Barrett Boning and Sodome Velvet take turns writing an erotic tale, and then I'll be reading it moments after. So as you can expect, mistakes will be made, laughs will surely occur, but most importantly, orgasms will be had by all. We join our heroine, Magnolia Ouvrejambe, as she travels through time and space, meets new people, discovers new things, and most importantly, gets busy. So before we begin, how is everyone doing? Feeling flirty and fresh. Wow. Wow. Excellent. I've had a long day that can only be cured by getting comfy and cuddling up with a good erotic novel that you're writing with your friends. I love that. Wow. And what we where we left last left Magnolia was still in Japan. She was still I think hanging out with some of her friends and she's I guess she's still wandering around there, right? Well, I think they're heading to the party that Setsuko invited her to. And she brought yes. she brought some some activist friends. Oh yeah, I love I love the turn this has taken. <laughs> yeah, it's really unexpected. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, because originally we were saying that we wanted to do one world per episode. But we found in the last episode that we were enjoying the world that we had created so much. I just couldn't. I was because I was writing the last installment last episode and I just like it felt too quick. Yeah. Like we would have to jump around too quick. And and that I mean, I think I mentioned that last episode as well. That was a feeling that kind of stuck with me when we did the first one, just how like Mm -hmm. quickly she came and went. Yeah. Um, and honestly, yeah. like, I feel like there was a lot of dimension in like this universe, like this world. And I think that like it, we would be remiss to not explore it because I feel like that's also the fun part of like writing as we go and like reading as we go, just kind of being like, we're not done here. And I think that's like that makes it more fun for me as a consumer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I mean, the Viscountess. Barrett Boning and I have never actually really discussed like <laughs> have never really discussed rules or mm-hmm. like we've never actually sat down and been like what are we doing yeah no we've never really sat down and been like this is the plan this is what we want to do this is you know I don't know we've never even sat down and discussed Magnolia as a character no we're just kind of seeing where it goes and I think yeah. that's part of the interesting thing about what's going on here too is that it's a creative space but it's also there's a sense in which the fact that we're writing this as we go comes with certain limitations there's not the same 
maybe economy of languages you could possibly pull off in something that was pre-written and mm. edited a bit. It's very much like, this is what we've written. We need to go with this. And it's harder to steer the ship, if you will, because the ship is being created as we go kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I kind of like hearing it being read and just being like, so this is what my brain comes up with under pressure, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. when I don't have time to edit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I've found that like, I'll be like walking and thinking like, oh, it'd be really cool to do this with the story, but then kind of stopping myself because I don't want to get too attached to mm -hmm. any one particular idea because I'm passing the baton over to the Baroness, Duchess, I don't know what your title is. <laughs> um, you're very vague and <laughs> definitely yeah, real. General title. nebulous or aristocracy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah but what you said that that makes a lot of sense I think also kind of what's what I found really interesting is that although you haven't talked about Magnolia or like about the story or whatever I feel like there's some conceptualization of her and her motivations that just like happens to be really like that happens to just be like shared as you two are writing and so I find that like her behaviors are consistent and like I find that like her her motivations are consistent and I think that that's just because like you have a picture of her in your mind already right and I feel like sure. and and it seems to be really really similar and it also honestly is consistent with like what I think of her so I feel like she's like a person which I really yeah like. I do feel like she's the fourth like podcaster yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and we treat her as such as well often when we were what we do i think it was really yeah. funny um mm -hmm. i was i had someone i know listen to it and they like she kept laughing at how we kept being like magnolia what are you doing like <laughs> like we're disapproving parents but we're the ones who wrote it <laughs> yeah it's so true though yeah. <laughs> i feel like sometimes it honestly feels like you're just kind of transcribing her actions not yeah. creating her <laughs> yeah yeah anyway. i love that okay i mean i guess it is time to decide who goes first and today instead of rock paper scissors we will hmm, i think i actually will go ahead and I'm going to name two sex positions and you have to tell me which one I'm thinking of. And whoever gets it right will go second. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. So will it be doggy or reverse cowgirl? Wait, I have to decide what I'm thinking of. Okay. I got it. Go. I'm thinking reverse cowgirl. Yeah. Doggy. Sure. Wow. It was reverse cowgirl. Yes. So you go yes. second. I really didn't so want to first okay. round. So the Baroness goes second. Beautiful. Without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. <sighs> Chapter three, Symphony Orchestra. As the melting sun let out its last gasp as it cummed darkness, <laughs> right off the bat so unnecessary <laughs> as the melting sun let out its last gasp as it cummed darkness the five women walked along a boulevard laughing together 
They regaled Setsuko with the tale of their steamy meeting. Soon, they were talking with each other as if they had been friends for years. Magnolia was pleased with herself and eager for whatever would come her way next. So, Setsuko, Magnolia started, what should we be expecting for tonight? A wicked smile spread across Setsuko's beautiful face. Oh, you'll see soon enough. Magnolia shrugged her shoulders and relented. Sometimes the buildup of the unknown can be just as good, she thought. They boarded the subway on the M line to Shinjuku and soon found themselves in front of a large apartment building that had clearly seen better days. Like anything, it required a bit of tenderness and care to bring out what it had to offer. But this did not seem to be a priority for its landlord, who had likely neglected it. Plus que ça change, plus que ça reste le même, she whispered, remembering the words of her cégep French teacher, Madame du Ornier. Oh no, I love it. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> they climbed the stairs and entered a hallway with faded walls. Where is Setsuko leading us? Magnolia wondered. As they approached the old, an old wooden door, they could all hear music. A woman's voice, to be exact. The intrigue, the intrigue was making Magnolia wet. And after a quick glance around, she could tell that the mystery was titillating her friends as well. <laughs> Setsuko held a finger up to her plump lips as she opened the door and ushered the women in. Magnolia was the last to enter behind Suki, who could clearly see what was going on because she turned back at Magnolia, smiling excitedly. Magnolia couldn't see past Suki's head, but she could hear an acoustic guitar accompanying the woman singing. Other people don't understand. They only think that she was too young, but she is happy. She admires the sky, is dashing through the sky. Vapor trails are her life. She inched her way through the foyer and could now see a long-haired man with a thick black mustache sitting on a stool and playing his guitar. Next to him, the woman was also sitting. Her eyes were closed as if, the, as if her song had possessed her. She was surrounded by 20 or so people, all listening intently. At her closing note, the small crowd cheered orgasmically. Don't forget us when you're famous, Yumi, someone shouted. The woman, presumably named Yumi, blushed. Please, if anyone is going to be famous, it's Haruomi over here. She gestured to the man with the guitar, who stood up briskly. We'll all be famous, he said ecstatically, even Sekito. Everyone laughed, except one man who, somehow, receded deeper into the crowd until he disappeared altogether. If you're done picking on poor Sekito, a woman with long black hair, an infectious smile, and a cigarette in hand spoke. You might want to know that Setsuko has arrived, and she brought guests, so best behavior, everyone. Everyone turned to face Magnolia and her entourage of organizers and raised their glasses in, in their direction. The smoking woman approached her first. Magnolia, this is Taiko Onuki. Taiko beamed. Where are you from, Magnolia? That's a loaded question, she thought. Montreal, Canada, she answered. Wow, that's a long way away, said Taiko. You have no idea, Magnolia laughed. As they talked, the, mustachios man, the mustachioed man named Haruomi began to sing, accompanied by a man with a keyboard. Are you all musicians? 
more or less, Setsuko answered. Taiko's working on an album right now. Yumi just released her first, same with Harumi. Ryuichi's working on some projects, Sekido too. I guess we all just found each other at open mic nights over the years. Magnolia's eyes widened. You're a musician too? Setsuko smiled and shook her head, but Taiko interrupted her modesty. Setsuko made it big before anyone. She has five hit singles under her belt. That may be so, said Setsuko, but these days it seems the industry is done with me. But that's all right. I can help my mother with her fruit stand during the day and at night I sing with friends. Success is fleeting. Community is grounding. Magnolia loved learning about everyone around her. Like a thirsty Shiba Inu, she lapped up every word insatiably. I think that was great. I think it was gentle and I think it sets it up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I just like, we have to, we have so much to establish, right? So Yeah. And I barely scratched the surface. I'm excited for, for, for where the, uh, the Viscountess will do. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, la, la. All right. See where we go from here. Physical thirst was catching up with her too, though. It had been a few weeks since she'd eaten someone out and she'd almost forgotten Wait, has how it? much. <laughs> I guess no, I yeah, guess... didn't she just eat like just no, now? No, no. Wait. Or no. Okay. She just got... now she ate someone out, but before that, we don't really know what she was doing because before that she was True. in she was She definitely had her pussy munched. Pussy munched. By Suki. Right. Um, but I okay. can't, I honestly can't remember. She did, right? Last last time. She- last yeah. time, but last time she was still in this world and it was the same day. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, gotcha. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. All right. Wait, I'll just restart then. Um, <laughs> no, no worries. I was just like, I was not expecting it to go that way. Um, okay. Physical thirst was catching up with her too, though. It had been a few weeks since she'd, since she'd eaten someone out, and she'd almost forgotten how much sweat and saliva it took on her part. Although it was loath to wipe the taste of Keiko from her mouth, she also knew she wouldn't be able to make it through the night if she didn't start it with a drink. She noticed Setsuko, Setsuko's eyes heavy on her as they'd been at the market. And she leaned into this gorgeous woman and asked her where she might find a drink. Of sake? I'd love some water, actually, Magnolia replied. <laughs> anti-climax. <laughs> no, I just water for me, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Whispering, follow me, Setsuko tugged Magnolia gently toward a door at the back of the as-of-yet sparsely populated club. She opened the door with a key she seemed to magically produce from her bag. This woman must really be something if she had backdoor access here, and led Magnolia up a winding staircase to the roof. The view when they burst out of the door at the top of the staircase stunned Magnolia. Night consumed the western horizon, while in the east a glimmer of daylight still hung behind the skyscrapers. Red and neon lines, red and neon signs lit up the streets below, and in the distance, the edge of the city spiraling into darkness. Magnolia felt Setsuko's warm, delicate hand find hers and draw her toward a tap clinging to the side of the building. Wasn't the closest water source I could have brought you to, but it is the prettiest, Setsuko said. I don't have a cup, though. We'll just have to bend down and drink like horses. Here, I'll show you. She reached over. 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> Imagine somebody saying that for real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the fuck? How did you think of that? You know what? Suspend some disbelief. Maybe it didn't translate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here, I'll show you. She reached over, turning on the tap and putting her mouth under the stream. But as Setsuko drank, Magnolia continued to take in the view. It had been hot during the day, but a cool breeze was now drifting through her hair underneath her dress. The temperature couldn't be more perfect, just chilly enough to harden her nipples but not cold enough to actually chill her. Oh, I see, I see. So mm-hmm. it's just a convenient way to get um, her to bend down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a very convoluted way to She's do that. She's orchestrating, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A moment alone with Setsuko. Yeah. yeah, she's like bend over like a horse. <laughs> or shall we say Setsuko. <laughs> oh, oh God. Wow. <sighs> what good right. dirty talk. <laughs> She could stay in this view all evening, and already she regretted the moment she'd have to go back downstairs to the party. As much as she loved getting to know all the beautiful people downstairs. Magnolia was pulled from her reveries by the warmth of Setsuko's hand on her lower back. Your turn, she said. Magnolia wasn't as skilled at drinking from the tap. Within seconds, she'd managed to spray water all over her hair and face. It didn't help. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How does that happen? And your disbelief. No, yeah. no, no, it's great. No, no, I'm, I'm not critiquing it. I'm loving it. <laughs> also, only Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't help that Setsuko was so hot and so close to her. Looking up from her quenching thirst, she saw Setsuko right beside her, laughing. First time drinking from a tap, she asked. You're soaking. Well... I thought I'd give my hair a quick wash at the same time, Magnolia replied, winking. Oh my god, she just is so well adjusted. I so know. smooth. Even when she like gets nervous because someone's touching her and like mm-hmm. does something so dumb. She recovers. Yeah. Oh gorgeous. Uh, wow, yeah, to only only to be that well adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> um sure, sure, whatever you say, my dear. I guess you've never run into a situation like this in Montreal. I mean, if you've forgotten what it's like to drink straight from the tap, I'll help you out, Magnolia said. She filled her cupped hands with water and splashed it on Setsuko, soaking the hem of her dress. Oh, you can't be serious, Setsuko said. She reached over and turned the tap on full blast. The water was now splashing against the ground and up to Magnolia's bent over face and chest. Water was dripping between her tits, soaking her dress. But two could play this game. She stood up and wrapped her arms around Setsuko, sharing her wetness with her and pulling her down toward the tap. She felt Setsuko's body resist and then ease under her touch. Soon, both women were soaked. (laughs) Yep. I love it. I love it. (laughs) After a minute, Magnolia stood and looked at Setsuko. Her dress was now clinging against her bare breasts, and she could see the outline of Setsuko's nipples. While she wasn't thirsty for water anymore, suddenly she was filled with a raging thirst for this woman. She took two steps toward Setsuko to join the space between them and wrapped her arms around this woman's neck. Setsuko looked deeply into her eyes, her own twinkling. Touch me, she whispered. Obligingly, Magnolia began running her hands down the soft skin of Setsuko's back 
still making eye contact with her, she could see this command in this woman's eyes to go further. She brought her hands around Setsuko's shoulders, stopping for a minute just at her clavicle. This woman's tits were like two kittens purring against Magnolia's clit, softening her right up. (laughs) She pulled Setsuko's dress aside and began circling her areolas with her thumbs. Wow. I love that. No, you can't say No. (laughs) Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. I love that you left it just at that point. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like good build up for Sonami. I feel like Mm -hmm. you already like, I don't know, like hit the ball and the strike is happening, and I just have to like run (laughs) a base or so. This is a really good and coherent sports analogy. (laughs) Yeah, I I know sports. Yeah, I mean, you could take the play in a new direction, right? Like. Just because I've set it up in a certain way doesn't mean that you need to finish it. In no, the, no, it's, hey, yeah. it's, not, it's not a complaint. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I feel like you've done you've done the legwork of the setup, and I just have mm. to mm-hmm. I just have fun with it. Setsuko lowered herself to her knees as she seamlessly opened Magnolia's dress. Her lips trailed down Magnolia's concupiscent body until they stopped to rest on her clit. There, they were joined by Setsuko's tongue, and together, they glided along her labia, like flying fish over a calm sea off the coast of Barbados. Magnolia's legs quivered. Setsuko looked up at her with her big chestnut eyes, tongue firmly circling Magnolia's clit. She and Magnolia locked eyes, and Setsuko watched hungrily as ecstasy watched over the wet protagonist. Magnolia steadied herself by holding onto the countertop, feeling more stable and able to give in to every little touch and lick from Setsuko's sprightly tongue. With one of Setsuko's hands placed on the floor, the other met her own clit. She slid her hooked finger deeper inside of herself with each moan Magnolia let out. Magnolia felt like she was losing herself to the passion. The music downstairs was no longer acoustic and she was overwhelmed by the groovy music pouring out of the amps. She felt as if she was getting high on the synthesis of the music in the aching, frenzied feeling of pleasure. As Magnolia went in and out of lucidity, she could only hear snippets of a song downstairs. They call me Cadillac Woman, a woman crooned, accompanied by the faint sounds of a bass and a couple of guitars. Magnolia's mind was awash with the anchoring feeling of being in the present. She felt so good in her own body so locked in this moment, and she appreciated its every orifice. This time, she didn't feel afraid. She didn't steal herself, even a little, at the thought of not being in control. She didn't hold herself back. Whatever happened, would happen, for nothing could truly be a waste when one felt this good. Setsuko rose back to Magnolia's level, a hand on each of their clits. Soon, their trembling lips met each other, then their tongues. Three of Setsuko's fingers were deep within her. Magnolia leaned back against the cupboards and gradually lifted herself up so that she could sit on the counter. Setsuko leaned in close, the space between them invisible. By now, Magnolia was screaming for more, and Setsuko was more than happy to oblige. Her thumb touched Magnolia's clit lightly at first. Then, little by little, the erotic touches became firmer. Gentle, but very firm. This might be it. 
Magnolia accepted. It's been real. But just before she could feel an orgasm erupt within her, she heard someone say, Magnolia, Setsuko, are you up there? The words stunned both the women who, after a moment, turned to face the doorway. Keiko, Tomiju, Kanako, and Suki popped their heads in to see what all the screaming was about. They stared at the scene before them, a soaked magnolia sitting on the counter, dress open, jambes ouvred. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Jambes ouvred. With Setsuko's fingers up her snatch. Her <laughs> snatch. Her snatch. The four that. women. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the four women laughed excitedly and hurried toward the drenched pair. Wow. What a setup. They were tossing aside shoes and dresses even as they walked. Within moments, the six women were a frenzy of sexed bodies. <gasps> A leg sticking up here to reveal a sprawling pussy. A breast exposed to the night sky there. Exposed it was hard to the exposed to the night sky. <laughs> it was honestly not gonna lie, I pictured that so Frankenstein-esque. <laughs> like <laughs> a leg, a boob. Oh uh, I thought it was sexy. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it could be <laughs> sexy whatever. They're not I mean people expensive. could be into yeah. Frankenstein shit as well. That's yeah, right. exactly. Each their own. Yeah. It was hard to tell where one woman ended and another began. It took Magnolia a few seconds to adjust to this orgy, but once she was there, she was there. Setsuko was still stuffed up her snatch, but now Keiko was back at her breast, licking, playing, teasing. Another woman had her tits leaning over her face, and she stuck a tongue out playfully to cop a mouthy feel. Then, as if someone had stu- had struck a kinky bell, everyone changed positions. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. orderly. So, yeah, choreographed. Quick, assume the positions. Mm-hmm. Magnolia was now on the ground, a pile of dresses between her and the concrete and Tomju's tongue flicking against her clit. She heard music streaming in the background, and she peeked behind the pile of bodies to see that the group of musicians from before had also made their way up to the rooftop and were serenading the <laughs> orgy. Um, <laughs> what a scene. Oh my yep. god. What, what a scene. I love that they're playing music, and somehow the women are louder, and they're like, hmm. Yeah. Just stop playing music and go see what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Louder than amps. Yeah. She groaned and squirmed with pleasure against the soft silk of the dresses. Back, forth, back, forth, went Tomiju's tongue. Then up, down, around, alternating movements just enough to leave Magnolia begging for more. With each change in rhythm, she crescendoed more. Now she could feel it growing inside her. Ecstasy. She breathed in and out, leaning back into pleasure. She was ready for it. And then it was exploding inside of her. She felt her pelvis relax and push against Tomju's face. Waves of pleasure spread from her clit to her toes and her fingers and her back. Her back arched against the cold ground. And as she did, she felt herself already disappearing once again into the unknown. 
she saw stars and she wasn't sure if they were the real stars of time travel or if they were from the t intensity of her orgasm. She only wished she'd had time to say goodbye to these beautiful women, but already gasping, she was traveling on. Oh, wow. That's great. I was going to say what a way to go, but honestly, what a way to come and go. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yes. I loved it. I thought that was great. I think yeah. it makes, I think it makes sense. You know, she's yeah. Wow. It's time, it's time, to move, time to move on. Yeah. I can't wait to see where she ends up next. Me too. <laughs> yeah, same. Only time will tell. No idea. We haven't come back for we haven't even discussed. No, yeah. The no, Baroness and I haven't, yeah. haven't discussed it. So could be anything really. Wow. What would you like to see next uh, next time, Tanya? Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I mean, I hesitate to make requests because I love the surprise of it all. I think that my favorite elements from each have been her, like finding out parts of her personality through her adventures. So I don't know, like whatever would be conducive to like learning more about like, or like her just like discovering things. So I feel like that's vague though. But you know how like this time she like went to the um the thought group six building mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like um before she met artists and this and that and i feel like whatever something like something a new genre of something for her to learn yeah i liked um i mean uh, I'm, I'm not praising my own writing or anything i'm just saying like i really enjoyed <laughs> I really enjoyed writing kind of about her feeling like it was okay to be in the moment. Because mm -hmm. I feel like I, I was thinking about just yeah. her and time travel, but also, yeah, I mean, time travel and just how it happens when she's not in control um, and how that could be actually a source of tension um mm. it's it's great in a way it's really cool it's a cool power but um i mean we've we've written about times that this has worked out pretty well um i'm assuming it doesn't always work out Ooh. perfectly right like it can't statistically it, the time travel yeah, can't always be well. good, good times i mean i don't know yeah and i mean as well adjusted as magnolia is right like she can't just seamlessly move through every situation but that's i mean i feel like just no. the fact that you know like she's because in our mind she's a real person i feel like she's going to try and prove yeah. me wrong there and oh, be she really was, well adjusted think, yeah no absolutely um but that's interesting that you say that that was something that like stood out to you because that was one of my favorite um like that that section where you like talked about her just like being there and mm -hmm. like that I really that that actually struck me so I'm really I'm really glad that you pointed that out because oh, I nice. think that like yeah I mean like I think that you're right like we don't really talk about like how she's like constantly like in some sort of like transience so I think that like yeah maybe that's something to get into more yeah and I mean it's something we all struggle with right we all struggle mm -hmm. with like being in the moment but for her it's like mm -hmm. it's not just it's so like literal. metaphorical yeah exactly yeah yeah I screwed up I realized 
At the beginning what? of the chapter, I wrote that they were five women. Oh, and really? And you read it, and I counted, and I was like, oh, fuck, it's six. But then oh, the, the Duchess got it right by the end. But oh, I, felt, well, I didn't even count. I just went off the numbers that you gave at one point. <laughs> yeah, but I got it wrong, and then you got it right. So mm-hmm. you fixed the mistake. You know what? It's all good. I also wrote at one point that there was sun on the eastern horizon but the sun definitely rises in the east and sets in the west so (laughs) that's part of the process (laughs) yeah i mean you can't i was honestly um there were times where tanya was reading it i'm just like oh my god so happy there aren't a ton of spelling errors everywhere yeah right it's yeah you're kind of just like oh it's oh it sounds pretty good Mm -hmm. okay okay it makes Mm -hmm. sense that's important it makes sense it gets confusing with all the bodies and all the body parts to be completely fair yeah Yeah. exactly yeah wow great job guys Unwind.